Hey, everybody. I don't know how to start it off. What are your thoughts about the intro? All right. Well, I wrote down a list of points. Boundaries for our podcast. We curse a lot. Fucking obviously. We tell stories and jokes. We are allowing ourselves a space to talk about important and challenging subjects. <laughs> if any of these things are not okay with you, please don't listen to this podcast. But I, I think we should keep talking about this for for a minute and make that the intro. Just kind of take some of each of our statements and and make that the intro. And also I'll use the fart noises. Welcome to How I Met My Brother. Nice. And if if shit like that was happening to men, are you fucking kidding me? Um, it's we should talk. <laughs> let's put this on our next spot. It's it's terrible. The gender differential around medical yeah. care—that's a whole nother. It's very real. We have not really invested the money and the time in understanding the female reproductive system and understanding how to. Well, and I mean, just basic education. It. Um, basic. Fuck it. Let's put it. Let's just say this is the the beginning because we're already we're we're on a roll. Can we start learning about menstruation? I mean, why is everybody so scared of menstruation? We're, oh my god! Here we're we starting go. this episode on menstruation. I mean, let's talk about the fact. Let, let's let's talk about the fucking deficit of basic understanding <laughs> uh, of like of biology. Um, like the fact that there are men, and I mean, it's on the one hand, I feel kind of silly complaining about this because, or making a point about it because it's one of those things. It's like, it's sensationalistic. You hear about somebody saying, saying something like this and you're like, how the fuck could anybody possibly believe this? But you hear about guys who like, uh, who think that uh, a woman can, uh, can hold her menstruation the same way that she holds her bladder. Uh, or guys who do not understand. You're shitting me right I've now. I've seen internet comments from. No, You've... I've I've definitely seen that. Like, um, yeah, wow. where it's like a guy. A men men think there are there are men who have made these comments and fucking I, who knows? Like it's it's mostly internet comment comments. It could be teenage boys. Who the fuck knows? But shit, there is there is a a man. There's a full ass grown adult man. Uh, his name is, I think it's Barbieri. He's an Idaho representative. Um, I think it's Vito Barbieri. He's like an Eastern Idaho guy. Uh, and once during a, uh, like a Senate hearing about a a technology for, um, it was basically like a, um, something that you could, it was like a computer chip that is like in, in like the size of a pill that you could swallow that could like read things from in your body and help diagnose you. So it would like go through, you know, pass through your whole digestive tract and be able to like check things out, like fucking temperatures and whatever pH levels and stuff. And just, you know, go through your stomach and through your intestines, intestines and you, and you poop it out and it would, you know, give you this, uh, give you these readings. Right. Uh, and this fucking guy, this full grown adult man who serves in public office, who holds a public office for had held office for years before saying this and has continued to hold office, despite the fact that everybody knows he said it. 
he was like, hey, could you use that for checking on stuff pregnancy wise? Could a thing that goes in your stomach get to the the womb? Are those are those connected? I'm an adult man and I don't know whether the digestive and reproductive systems are connected. I'm a full grown <laughs> adult. But yeah, I mean, I've seen internet comments from guys who literally do not know that the vagina and their urethra are two different, like, par- like that. That's, I mean, that's not e- that's basic level. That's not even finding the clitoris. Okay, that's just knowing that there are two different things going on in there. And there is a lot going on with female reproduction and how it connects to the bladder and digestion and. We, I think you're right. Like we really don't know the biology and we don't know the biology of the male. We went, Gavin, when I, I just recently went to Planned Parenthood and I've been doing all this sexuality research again and, you know, looking at all those diagrams and looking at the diagram of the man. Mm-hmm. Where's the vas deferens and where's the prostate and what the hell's going on with all of that? And these... These cycles and these hormones, and they're so important for our body, and we don't really know what's happening down there. There's still so much fear around the female reproductive system in general. I think I went to a comedy show three years ago, and a woman was doing it, and the, the place was packed with hundreds of people, just sardines, and this woman was doing this bit about her period. And so the majority of the women in the room were so deeply uncomfortable about this woman telling jokes about her period. It's like, wow, we've been bleeding for fucking tens of thousands of years and we know it's just a part of how we give birth. Why are people so grossed out by it still? I'm, I'm glad that you uh, actually checked out the male... Um the male diagrams okay. because I haven't looked at them recently. The prostate, <laughs> the prostate is in the balls, right? <laughs> no, it's not Leal. The prostate is not in your balls. Damn it. Your balls are in your mouth right now though. <laughs> I wonder how they came up with the first time they used the word teabagging. Like, who, some dude was hitting his girl in the face with his balls. And then a teabag flew out. How did that, how did teabagging? I think. Do you know? This could be a question for Google. No, no, I can answer this. No, just the visual similarity between uh, the, 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 the standard issue. Uh, especially adult male scrotum, the, you know, the older male scrotum, the older a man gets, <laughs> the more the scrotum looks like a used tea bag. And that is a, <laughs> that is an observation that no man who has seen a used tea bag can possibly not make. Like you, there's no way that you can see your own balls 
and see a tea bag and not be like, yeah, that's that looks like that. That's a good word. That's a good word for that. And then they come together and these two little things create and pass down all of this genetic information. Yeah, and the trauma. That's nuts. How, how like I can't even wrap my brain around that. Egg sperm and that passes down seven generations of trauma. <laughs> <laughs> the audience needed to have seen the visual i think i really all. i really love that metaphor of like two people fuck one one cell or one one sperm one egg managed to to make a connection and uh and with their with by their powers combined they create a whole new person uh with seven generations worth of trauma program already pre-programmed in their brain <laughs> Good luck. Have a good one. Good luck with. Uh, I hope it. I hope it goes. I hope it goes for you. I hope it. I hope it. I hope it works. Hope that software makes the arms and legs work at least. God dang. <laughs> uh yeah. I, I feel like I should acknowledge the fact that we're that not. Rough. That is we're rough. not. We're not following our our purported show format at all this episode, and that is because neither of us has listened to the last three episodes yet as, as of recording. So neither of us remembers what the fuck we talked about the last couple of times. The next one, everybody. We'll have, we'll have some catch up and uh, and whatnot uh, on the next one. Uh, I, I did have something funny happen to me this week. Um, I had a uh, I had a TikTok blow up real huge. Uh, for me, relatively speaking, um, one of my TikToks got like like three hundred thousand views, um, <laughs> because I uh, waded into the controversy surrounding the new Little Mermaid. <laughs> What's the controversy surrounding the new Little oh, Mermaid? Oh, Heidi! Oh, you, Tell you me. lucky, lucky bitch! Ooh. I almost can't even ruin this for you. <laughs> I. I I feel, I almost feel awful ruining this for you. You're so not an internet person, and that's such a blessing for you. And I, it's it's poison. It is absolute brain poison. Um, but here's what happened. What had happened was, oh God, Jesus Christ! Di- I'm so glad I learned so much from these podcasts. Okay, Disney tell me. decided that the best person for the role of Ariel in the new live action little mermaid film uh is a woman named uh Haley um or Hallie Hallie Bailey Hallie Bailey um uh who is not a white actress and so the internet uh as it tends to do uh well so first uh, a lot of people were very excited about this because people get excited about representation. So there's a whole bunch of videos all over the internet of little black girls being like, oh my God, it's a black girl mermaid. I've never seen that before. I can, I, I now have the age, I, I am now allowed to like incorporate this fantasy into my brain and to like put myself in that position the way that every little white girl has been able to do since the beginning of time. This makes me so happy. I am crying. And all of these videos of, of little black girls like crying with joy about the Black Little Mermaid. And then a shitload of terrible fucking white people 
are like, why yeah. it's, which is, it's, it's the original story is Dutch. So it doesn't matter. It's Danish. Um, anyway, so there's, yeah, there's a bunch of just shitty bad faith arguments all over the internet, um, which at this point they've become funny because I've seen the same fucking ones over and over again. Um, and I've seen all the responses to those arguments. Like, um, so the, 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 the one that I responded to on TikTok was some woman who was like, well, I'm Danish and, and this is part of my, my, uh, and it just shows right in the, in the phrasing. She's like, this is part of my very white Scandinavian Danish heritage. Um, and I'm like, you understand that um, Danish culture is not white culture. Danish culture is just Danish culture. Yeah, like most people, like white, white isn't real. White's not right. There's, there's, there's no such thing as white culture. It doesn't exist because whiteness is not inherent. It is conferred by power. Whiteness just means that you have been accepted into whiteness by the power that is in charge of deciding what whiteness is. Whiteness didn't exist when, I mean, I think, I think whiteness no it's definitely existed in the 19th century but whiteness is not has not existed for most of human history anyway so my response to this girl which ironically turns out i was incorrect because i made a reference to um swatipiet which have you ever heard of swatipiet no swatipiet is a christmas tradition uh in the netherlands um where they dress in blackface what so Swartipeet is the character uh is supposed to be um Santa's helper and he has chimney soot on his face. At least that's the version of the story that I've heard. And that actually does make sense. And if that was like the entire history, that then that would kind of hold up. But the problem is, first of all, people are doing full ass entire face blackface, like fucking like looking like some 1920s vaudeville shit red lips curly black wigs like full out fucking uh blackface uh and there and it seems like the whole story about oh he's santa's chimney sweep um maybe wasn't part of the original story and that's kind of a cover and it seems a little bit more like he's santa's slave so anyway, my initial response to this chick was like, hey, if you're coming from a country that thinks it's cool to dress up in blackface for Christmas, you should probably shut the fuck up on this subject, which ironically turned out I was wrong because uh, that's uh, something that they do in Amsterdam, not in uh, Denmark. But that chick is still racist and um, people ragged on her so much for that co- comment that she had to delete her TikTok account, which is very funny. So what was your TikTok video? It was just me saying that. It was, I was just like, hey, if you... Uh, if That's you, the one if you're that from got 300,000? Yeah. No fucking reason. Just, just it was a, it was a hot brave. subject. And I haven't, biz- so I got to tell you, Leo, once we put these podcasts out, I haven't, I have not used the term for myself yet, anti-racist, because I'm nervous. Uh, there's a bunch of people in my family that are pro-life. And as you know, like, racism is so subconscious now so even liberals are white supremacist to some degree and it's just a part of our conditioning and you're right uh about 
the fact that whiteness is a recent cultural invention. It's actually not real. And it comes from intergenerational trauma, which is all mapped out in Resma Monikam's book, My Grandmother's Hands. And it, it's, a, it's a delusional construct. And it's fucking all of us up the ass. I got to see this beautiful lecture on Zoom between Resma Monikam and Bio Komalafe. Bio Komalafe is a leader in the decolonization movement. He's from Africa. And uh, Kareen Bell was facilitating. And it was some, I believe it was called like, What is Blackness? And I just wept during the whole talk. They just talked about blackness and how there's it like there's this primordial cosmic force that's dark and deep and black and it's our genetic roots and and I was like yeah I want I want some of that you know <laughs> like whiteness I'm not proud of it and I I know that it's up to white people to co-create a, a new culture for themselves but I think we're missing out on well, and I think on just grasping onto this whiteness thing we have going on. It's just it's really limiting us. Well, so I was thinking about this on my ride this afternoon. Um, one thing that makes um, it's actually fucking ingenious um, because, um, like, racism and classism are are you know two sides of the same coin um they're like especially within um american history and then everything that like most countries within the the world where american cultural uh hegemony has has now been um exported you see uh colorism so even within um take uh where like um you know, Central American, South American countries where you have um, some, uh, you know, some percentage of the population has a higher, has more um, blood from uh, from Africans who either came there as free people or uh, ended up there yeah. as, as slaves and were eventually freed, has um, some people who who's have more blood from the indigenous people and some bl- people have more blood from um, from whatever colonize you know, the, the Portuguese or the Spanish uh, colonizers that, that came there. Mm-hmm. And you'll see um, class division like I've, uh, I, I don't know that much about it. So I'm not going to go too much into detail. But um, I've heard that within uh, Portuguese society or not Portuguese, but uh, Brazilian society, at least mm-hmm. historically, I don't know how much this is the case now, although with fucking Bolsonaro um, and in charge there, I'm not at all. I, I don't at all doubt that um, that like racist other undertones within uh, Brazilian society are at least continuing to, to faster, not certainly not getting um, not getting any better. Um, but historically that there were like all a whole shitload of like an, an, an insane vocabulary of like specific words for, um, for people based on their, uh, their, their racial uh, makeup, you know, like the, the way that um, they're, two words that are in english that i'm i hope nobody i don't i don't think these are generally considered like really well i I won't even say the words because i don't know how offensive they are but a word for somebody who is uh has one has one of their four uh grand one of four of their grandparents is uh is black uh and somebody who one of their eight great grandparents is black um yeah 
Yeah. Um, and I don't know, like I said, I, I don't think they're super offensive. Um, they sound very silly, but I'm still just, I'm not going to say them cause I don't know if they bother people. So, um, I don't even know. I've been told that the word for somebody who's, uh, half black and half white is, um, is offensive. Um, but I've also been told, told that it's not, and I've heard it used like fairly commonly, but I, try not to use I, I try not to use it also because um i've heard from a lot of people who are mixed race in general that they just prefer the term mixed race so that's just kind of my default when um, i lived in latin america was interesting for me because i was actually thinking of brazil before you even brought it up brazil is so filled with such a beautiful gorgeous mixture of colors and cultures. Yeah. I actually wanted to live in Brazil instead of coming back here. There's like spiritual integrations that are really interesting, like Santo Daime, which is indigenous mixed with black African spirituality mixed with Christianity. Super cool. And all these different colorings and cultural mixtures and it didn't feel like there was a lot of racism, but then when I got to Chile, there was a lot of racism because Chile is one of the countries that's really taken on the United States, um, like way of being cultural way of being like you were talking about. And, Oh yeah. We spent a lot of money making sure that they did that. Yeah. And, and it, you can see, I like talked like Chile is way more white and they, are so racist against the Bolivians and the Peruvians. The Chileans are racist, and, deeply racist also, against the Bolivians and the Peruvians. And it's a little like, I mean, that's like an profoundly racist against their own uh, indigenous a lot uh, of them are. people as well. Yeah. Yeah. Not all, but it's just, that's kind of what this colonization thing has done. It seems one of the things is, yeah, just this separation and where people cannot see their humanity witnessed in another being that's different from them. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, that's so, okay, going back to The Little Mermaid, and we, we have to get back to menstruation because I don't think we were done with that, but going back to The Little Mermaid. So this is the thing that that, that it, it makes the racism of people that are um, that are commenting about this, it makes the, this, this racism so, so very clear because the idea, because a, a ton, I've seen so many fucking comments because this, the, I, I got so many views on this video. And, I've, and so every time I open my TikTok, I've got like just this slew of comments. And I've seen so many people who are like, well, hey, I just think they should pick the, the, the most qualified person and not base it on race at all. Like, why do you assume that's not what they did? Why do you assume that? Like I, you, you go only get to see the, like the, the trailer has this, has, has this girl singing for like all of, you know, five seconds or something. So, uh, it's hard to, hard to say with, you know, definitively based on the, excuse me, excuse me hold on my dog. Huh? Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. It's hard to say based on the, the available information, um, how, how good her performance I is going to be. I mean, the other but... thing is representation should be something that we're all really psyched about and interested in, even if it makes us a little uncomfortable. 
speak. It would it so would be nice if that like and... it it would be nice if that were the case and if we could eventually get to that point, like I'd be happy with that, but like my point is we don't even have to be talking about representation. Like it just shouldn't be a fucking issue for anybody for whom it's not like seeing a character that, yeah. I've just so many fucking bad faith arguments where it's just like, Oh no, it's, you know, the story is Dutch. Therefore she should be white as if all are Danish. So therefore she should be white as if, first of all, there's no nine white Danish people. And second of all, there isn't a fucking singing crab in the movie. So who gives a fuck what color the goddamn mermaid is? She's a fucking fish lady. And the movie has a singing crab in it. <laughs> what fucking reality are you talking about? Oh my gosh. This controversy is going to be fucking dead and buried by the time this this show actually airs, too. <laughs> really fucking dating this episode. Um, okay, so uh, what's the other? What was the other thing? Oh, so we got on the subject of menstruation because we were talking about um, before we started recording. We were talking about um, endometriosis, and yeah, if I like. If men had to deal with, even if men had to deal with regular menstrual pain, because I am, I, I if men had mm, to deal with it, they would have started researching this shit and making the yeah. most astounding scientific leaps and bounds. Yeah, I, I am a hundred percent. Like, I, I am not convinced that the that the level of discomfort that women go through on a monthly basis is normal and natural. I think it has. I think there's something wrong with about the way that we're um, the, about modern life. That yeah. I don't know. I it's can't wrong. even guess what it is because there hasn't been any fucking research. Yeah. Um. But uh, but yeah, it certainly does not seem like from an evolutionary perspective that having half the population um in semi crippling pain for several days out of the month is uh is a it is a functional evolutionary strategy so my gut belief is that uh you know at a natural like in you know in a like pre societal level that it cannot have been as de- debilitating as it is for a lot of women um now so and I have, oh. go ahead oh go ahead well, at the end of this, I actually have a story for you about my ch- from my childhood that has to do with menstruation. Okay. Um, my personal experience, I was on the pill, and then I joined the caravan down in Latin America, and I got off the pill. And it mm-hmm. took me a few years of being a part of the Rainbow Caravan for Peace, traveling throughout Latin America, and working on healing my body. And it took a few years and then my menstrual cycle, it regulated and I do not have really intense PMS and it was, but it was like a lot of work. And I think that you are in my experience, um, the stress, the hormones, uh, and everything we inherit, it just makes menstruation so much worse than it needs to be. And mine isn't isn't super bad, but I had to work on it really hard. And I really think stress is a huge factor uh, in menstrual issues. 
it's too bad. Yeah. And I also think yeah. that if if a female bodied human or non-binary human who had some of those genitalia, if they wanted to take two days off a month, then they should be able to. That's another thing is that we could have breaks and not I, have I, to work yeah. all the time beating ourselves up. Like, why are we all cool with that? Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. Um, I also think that we all work too fucking much anyway. Um, the, uh, the 40 hour five, the 40 hour work week and the two day weekend was a major victory for, uh, for the labor movement. And a lot of coal miners died fighting for that. Uh, that being said, fucking four days, it needs to be four days. Five days is bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. 30 hours. Yeah. And then, yeah. Oh my gosh, we could just keep. Can I tell you the story from my childhood? Sure. And I don't know if you have one. All right. So this is when I'm in hormone phase. I lived in Yuma, Arizona, which is a big ass military base right on the border with Mexico. That's where I went to high school. And I was 13. And me and my friend, we started our periods when I, we were 13. We started them at the same time. So my mom had us come over and she had these ceramic eggs that she brought out and paint. And she's like, all right, now to have a little ceremony to represent your menstruation, we're going to paint these eggs. <laughs> I love it. Thank you so much. <laughs> Good job, mom. She just did it intuitively. She thought it would make a good impression if we had something to represent it instead of just talking. Good job, mom. Good job, mom. Good job, mom. Do you have a middle middle school story? Uh, not like, not a comparable one. I will say like, um, my parents were very, um, you know, open about like, um, questions about our bodies and, uh, and stuff. So I, I know that I knew about the concept of, of sex. Um, like I had seen nudity. There was also, um, one of my friends had a uh, like basically birds and the bees uh, movie that was a cartoon. Um, so it was like basically to, it wasn't graphic, but it was, you know, like basically about how reproduction works. Um, so they, yeah, I, I knew like the basic information. I don't remember really having a whole lot of questions about biology or like what was happening to my body, but I do remember like, intense horniness uh and that was rough like i've heard that it is rough and that there is also like there's just not enough support for us at that age at all whatsoever yeah i don't know if this happened None. to, to no education other at kids, all for like, any, no i've heard from so many dudes 
they suffered yeah. so much from their horniness and not knowing like what to do about it and how to, yeah. cause there's all this shame associated with it, but you can't help it. It's like, it, there's, there's mind of its own a little bit. Yeah. I mean, same with but bleeding. Also, what, what I, what I remember as being funny about it, um, is it has to do with how relatively difficult pornography was to find, uh, at the time, because, you know, of course, now all of the porn in the world is in everybody's pocket at all times. Um, but at the time it was like, so first of all, I remember knowing from a very early age, well before puberty um, that I liked boobs and that was, and this one, that's one of the things that I, that, that mm. sticks out in my mind whenever anybody's like resistant about uh, you know, like try to sit, tries to say that homosexuality is a choice or whatever. I'm like, man, Mm-hmm. I knew boobs were awesome from the first time I saw boobs. And my opinion on that subject has not wavered a fucking centimeter. So if so, if there's another guy who says that balls are awesome and he's had that opinion since he was fucking eight years old, uh, that seems pretty Great. fucking valid to me. Yeah. Um, they're they're both Even just though, like, kinds of sacks of things, you know? Yeah, they're different types of sacks of things. <laughs> I'm going to write that down. Maybe that'll be the name of this podcast. No, yeah, that's that is definitely the episode title. It's different types of sex of things. Subtitle is is the prostate located in the balls. <laughs> Uh okay. <laughs> oh man, I lost, tra- I lost my train of thought. <laughs> Middle school, but this is cool because now we're kind of talking about we're telling each other our stories of ourselves. I yeah, will. Wait, I, forgot- I will also say. I, oh, go ahead. Hit me. I had a I had I had a point that I was getting to about the okay. the the. The rarity of pornography. Ooh, rarity of pornography is also a good subtitle. Um, it, it was that I remember. I, <laughs> this is fucking embarrassing. Um, when I was had to have been sometime before I was thirteen, um, because we moved out of that house when I was thirteen. So I was maybe I'm gonna guess ten to twelve. Um, and I found a uh, discarded, very weathered boob magazine <laughs> uh, we could also call this podcast the discarded boob magazine <laughs> so in, the in the gutter in the gutter walking down the street i found uh, a nudie magazine and that was fucking precious <laughs> like because i couldn't just google boobs and then look at boobs on my phone i had this precious and severely damaged magazine with like 36 boobs in it and that was it that was my entire boob library that was all the boobs i had access to there's a there's something i call it the booby booby choo choo what what (laughs) It was a booby booby choo choo. Ready or not, it's coming for you. 
And it's just got all the different kinds of boobs you could possibly fathom. All on the booby choo-choo. It's a choo-choo on, of boobies. In, in, inside or outside? Oh, I need to visualize. Can, yeah, visualize it's a little choo-choo train. And instead of seeing like awful coil or excuse me oil and gas cars being shipped for hundreds of miles across the nation it's just boobs all colors all sizes all ages of boobs hanging out windows on top on the bottom okay so it's not um because when you first said that like when you said first you said like instead of you know like uh oil cars or whatever um uh, I was I was picturing like a flatbed train, like a, a train with flatbed cars, and just each flatbed has one pair of boobs on it. No, gigantic boobs. No, nope. no, that's not it. All no. kinds of sizes of boobs. There might be one flat car with that giant set of boobs, but then you got another okay. like the caboose where like little boobs are hanging out and singing. You know, the okay the 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 boobs are singing though. Yeah. Are there people attached to the boobs or no? I don't know yet. Okay. Its focus is the boobs, though. So if they okay. are there, that's cool. But the focus I mean, is I'm, the boob. Obviously, I'm very enthusiastic about boobs. <laughs> also, I do feel better, like about you know, like about myself as a person. Um, if the boobs that I'm looking at are attached to a human being. <laughs> who can also acknowledge their humanity so that I'm like, because I'm not above looking at disembodied boobs, but I don't feel as good about it. Another potential show title. I'm not above <laughs> looking at disembodied boobs. <laughs> I am also not above looking at disembodied boobs. Yeah. I mean, I am, of course, uh, a, a married man now, so there are uh, two primary boobs that are my my main objects of, of boob attention. Um, yeah, you got primary my, boobs. My, my, wife gets a, a, my wife gets a round of applause every time she takes her shirt off. That's Oh, my God. I wish I had that. A, that's just a thing I do. Do you? Well, for tell real? your boyfriend. All right. Every time I take my shirt off, I want you to applaud. Yeah. All right. You I'm just kidding. have to. I mean, it's 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 a uh, um, turnabout is fair play. Like you have to applaud their genitals as well. <laughs> Maybe we just need to all start applauding each other more. But I like this. I, I like this applauding genitals. I certainly think that um, you know, in obviously. This only applies to consensual situations. I don't think anybody should have to applaud for uh, non-consensual uh, genitalia. But I think no. in any you know any any above board situation where <laughs> genitals are being presented, applause is called for. Woo! All right, audience, if you feel up for it right now, take your clothes off, run around, applaud yourself, look in the mirror. Good job, genitals. Good job, genitals. I love it. Genius. I knew I was bi ever since I was a kid. High school, yeah. junior high. Mm-hmm. 
or I think I consider myself pansexual, which is I could be attracted to a trans person or a non-binary person or a female or a male or it doesn't matter. But that was ever since I was little, you know, it was a, I was young and, and people, even in Latin America, in Latin America, people were pretty freaked out. I had a girlfriend down there for a year and mm -hmm. uh, we held hands and we got a lot of looks. They were not super into the lesbian jam down in Latin America, but. Ooh, lesbian jam is also a good episode title. <laughs> But I, yeah, I think, <laughs> I think we're all just different and we come in attracted to different things and we want to express ourselves in different ways. And I just don't understand why people are just so, so scared about those kinds of things. I don't understand. I mean, not to lean too heavily on the, like every homophobe is closeted thing, because I don't think that's fair. And I don't think that it's, and it leads to, hmm unfairly denigrating um like it, it 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 results in casting denigration on the gay community by calling you know especially when it's like a, a fucking senator or whatever you know uh michelle bachman's hus husband or somebody where you're like it's an insult you're calling him uh, a closet case or whatever as as if that's uh, an insult and thereby you're insulting the actual gay community by implying that he is whether he whether he is or isn't whether 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 they're out or not so like i don't love that that trope and also at the same time because more than one thing can be true yes uh it is it yes. is very much true that people who are uh raised to with within the dogma that says that uh, anything that diverges from, uh, you know, the, the, the rigid, rigid gender binary and the rigid sexual binary and the, um, you know, and, and, uh, the, the rigid, uh, lanes of heterosexuality, um, is going to hell. And if you believe that, then fucking you internalize it. So you're yeah. terrified to even explore, you're terrified to find out whether or not, because like I'm comfortable enough in my in my sexuality that that I, that I can look at a picture of a man and say whether or not I think that man is attractive. That doesn't mean that I'm sexually interested in him, but I can make an assessment that is like without being like, oh no, does this make me gay? Um, and so that's and that's where every like fucking that's where violence against trans women comes from that's where the um the where violence against gay men comes from that's what like ah it's and just, as you're speaking i do feel you know because women must have a lot of that shadow material as well just you know unable to potentially like fully explore their sexuality and their gender or you know but it seems like the male bodied have had that that's been potentially a little bit harder or deeper because maybe men culturally, especially in our culture, Leal, they're not really allowed to touch each other. They're not allowed yeah. to hug each other. They're not allowed to like cry with each other. They're not allowed to put their arms around each other and just like watch a movie or even give each other a shoulder rub and not have it be insinuated as sexual 
And that is, yeah, that's debilitating culturally and for the nervous systems of men too. Right. And that's one of the things that re- that, that leads to like the horrifying, lo- the, the horrifying amounts of male suicide. And what's mm. so fucking upsetting to me wow. about, about that, that fact, wow. what's so fucking upsetting to me, dude, about that fact mm. is that most of the, not most of the time, but a lot of the time when I see that information on the internet, when people are talking about that, mm. it has, it is mm. coming from a place, place of complete bad faith where somebody is trying to weaponize Mm. that information to shut down people who are talking about other groups so that so like when when um so somebody will use that to talk like if you're talking about fucking um whatever any any marginalized group uh somebody like you know somebody like having be having a conversation about some trauma some pain some some damage that is being that is occurring to some marginalized group whether it's women or you know racial minorities or or whatever mm-hmm. and then some man will chime in with male suicide statistics Oof. where it's like you fucking asshole you fucking piece of shit because that is what you're saying is true mm-hmm. and it is completely fucking irrelevant. And I guarantee goddamn to you that you never bring this up. You never address this situation. You never, you, you never dedicate any of your goddamn time to actually working to try and solve that better. situation, try to raise to, to make it better. All you do is you keep that fact in your back pocket and you use it to try and shut up people who you don't want to hear their complaints. It's fucking disgusting. Another thing I've seen, um, I have some friends who live in another state. I'm not going to mention where that is, Uh, but it's a state where there's a lot of like love and like not very many boundaries. And um, so there's these women's groups. (laughs) It begins with an H actually. Um. Wait. <laughs> so there aren't any states that begin with H. Yeah, there is, dude. Oh wait, no, there's one state that begins with H. Okay. So I I I was I'm just like there's women's groups, right? And there's these women and they're getting together to to, to try to talk about their issues and connect with each other and and the men are like, but I want to be in your women's group because you all know what you're doing. And, you know, and I want to learn how to be emotionally intelligent and be able to, you know, just look at your tits while you're all talking about your emotional stuff. And and they right. and it's like they're missing the point. You guys are disempowered. You're disempowered. You're because you have privilege does not mean that you have power or that you have courage or that. And your power and your vulnerability are 100% intertwined. So men learning how to be more open and loving with, with men would be the empowered way for the man to start like exploring new culture. Yeah. And not being so like what you're talking about with this, the shame around the shadow material of, you're allowed to like have intimacy with, with other men and it doesn't mean anything. Well, and you're also allowed to have intimacy with other men that does mean something. Yeah. That's fine. You can, you can want to fuck other men and that's okay. That doesn't make you less manly. Like no. hot take, <laughs> but 
like <laughs> your manliness, my manliness, my 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 connection to my gender identity wow. doesn't have anything to do with who I fuck. It happens to be that I am only interested in fucking women, but I wouldn't be like there and and it's just it's this fucking correlation and causation thing and it's bullshit mm. because there yes there are plenty of men who prefer to have sex with men who are also like who do not do a lot of these stereotypically manly things um but that but so and and at at that point you get into uh the you know how much of a how much of a gender's stereotype, how much of the, how many of the items off of the gen, gender menu do you have to be interested in eating in order for you to be able to eat at the man restaurant? Um, or do you have to invent your own whole new fucking restaurant? If you don't want if you don't like enough of the things on the man, the, the man menu, or can you say, no, my identity is like, I am, I'm a man. I'm comfortable in my body. All of the stuff lines up with the defined stuff for what man is. And this body feels good to me. Therefore that's my identity and my behavior, my personality. If I'm extremely uh, flamboyant and I want to be very open about the fact that I like having sex with men or that I like having sex with anybody or that I'm a sexual or whatever my mm. sexual preferences, or if I don't want to tell fucking anybody about my, what my sexual preferences are, because it's not everybody's fucking business. That doesn't affect what my gender identity is. Like, I can be a man, that's this box, and then my sexuality can be whatever the fuck it is, and that's over in this box, and that's not none of that shit is anybody's business. I know, I'm preaching to the choir. <laughs> <laughs> it's up, I think one of my friends who who I collaborate with in our in my project they say it well, which is it's not up to anyone externally to define things for somebody else. You define right. them for you. And then you tell me. And then I get to define myself and I tell you who I, who I am. It's not up to us to define those things for other people for them. Yeah. I, and people are, Oh God, all the arguments, all, all the arguments against pe- people being able to like to find their own terms and whatnot, they're all just such, such bad faith arguments. And I mean, I know, I, so I said this, um, on a, on a previous episode that we did, but, um, you know, like I don't, it's hard for me to, uh, directly understand the necessity for the very specific kind of subcategorization of, of, of gender and especially actually, especially sexual orientation. Like I think our gender categorization is, is pretty straightforward um, that, you know, like male and female are the two are basically the binary. We've got the non-binary option. And then, you know, you've got the, either you're cisgendered or transgendered in whichever position or people, you know, some people are born intersex or whatever, but the, you know, the sexual orientation, there's like all these subdivisions, but the, the point I always make on it, I've already made it on this show, but that, that the more people insist on fucking uh, on a rigid binary, the yeah. the more you're going to have people who are like, well, that doesn't fit me. Yeah. Neither of these things works for me. Yeah. And I'm still a, an alive person. Yep. So I guess I'll make up my own shit. If you guys are telling me that the only way, the only way to exist is one or two of those things. And that doesn't work for me. 
So it is directly the fault of the people who are insisting on this, this rigid binary that is not based in fucking reality. Um, that, 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 you know, anything like any, any excess of, you know, people being too weird or specific with their gender identity identities or their, their sexual orientation or whatever. It, it is purely down to the fact that somebody is saying, no, 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 men have sex with women. Women have sex with men. That is it. That is the only thing you can only be one of two things. If you're born within any, you're a woman. If you're born with an Audi, you're a man. Those are the only ways that you can be. Like if that's the way you're going to fucking talk to people, it's your fault when people rebel and say, no, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Yeah. If we started out in a spectrum, I mean, white and black is also now a binary. We're all on a spectrum with everything, with the way we think, with our ability, with our color, with our gender with our spirituality and if we could start off from that place from birth in a society that allowed for more of a spectrum of expression then we might not like what you're saying need these like extreme pendulum swings yeah find some sort uh, the, of and middle road uh, and you're you're right i mean now we're getting on to the the fact that uh and you're you're absolutely right the 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 degree to which we have become a binary society um right, and, right, and left, that, right left right left red blue I mean, the, uh, that the that's it those are the only so those are the only right two now. ways it's ridiculous um yeah no and i, I was another fucking interaction that i had with somebody on tiktok where he was arguing about like in favor of keeping the electoral college and i was just like hey man like, do you, do you realize, like, even if we kept the electoral college, the way we're doing it is wrong. Like having it is wrong also, but even if we were going to say we're going to keep it, why, why do we accept a system where every Republican voters vote in California doesn't count? There's a shitload of Republicans in California. If you don't go per capita, California is one of the most Republican states in the country. Because California has an enormous population. Mm-hmm. Every single Republican in California, their vote doesn't count when it comes time to vote for president. Every single Democrat that lives in Texas, their vote doesn't count when it comes time for voting for president. Right. That's right. fucking insane. Yeah. The idea that we're on the system where every each state gives all of their vote, all, all of their electoral votes to one candidate was not the way that the system was originally designed and is not a good system. It's bad. <laughs> on that note, I am noticing the time. Yeah, yeah, we got to go. I got to go to a yard sale. Um and uh, and I'm sure you want to hang out with your mom. <laughs> I do want to hang out with my mom. Tomorrow's her last day here. Oh. I'm going to miss her. We covered a lot okay. today, though. Woo. Yeah. We haven't we even gotten into earth and land and food production. I'm excited for that topic. Oh, God. Um, There's a really, we should watch it. There's a really cool, uh, documentary and I can't remember what it's called. Um, but it's about, um, 
basically how um, the United States fucked over Cuba because they were afraid of Russia and um, and the Cubans responded by getting really good at growing food like on their porches. Ooh, yeah, yeah. Let's talk about that stuff. Fun. Um, but I haven't. And seen we it in like have to also years, so. two two tattoos each. Um. Oh, we still have tattoos. Okay. The last tattoos. The final tattoos. All right. I have to. I have to remember which ones we've already talked about. Okay. That's it. Thank you for listening. Um, there's going to be uh, a thing after this that, that tells you what you should do if you liked what we've been doing. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thanks, everybody. Did put a song. Hang on. Uh, we have to put in a song too. Or no? Well. Which song are we at? Number four? I don't remember. I think we're on number four. Shit. <laughs> Here's a song. I don't know which one. Enjoy. <laughs> it's so beautiful. Thank you for joining us. We're glad you were here. If you want to support what we're doing, you can do that at patreon.com slash H-I-M-M-B or at Heidi J LLC on Venmo. Thank you. We appreciate you.